0: and we're live david thanks for joining us how are you getting on today babe
1: i'm doing good ryan how are you
0: not doing too bad do you know we're currently in a heat wave right now in the uk and it is swelteringly hot over here it's horrible I was, I
1: was going to mention it, it's like over, I'm in Florida, it's, it was over 100 today.
0: 100, um, what's that, that, that's Fahrenheit, because uh, you, you crazy guys over the pond like to do this in Fahrenheit, we're we we sensible and do it in Celsius, what's that in Celsius, you know?
1: It, it, it's untranslatable, <laughs> because Celsius is like, you know, linear B, I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's like this old archaic, everything rounds to 10, we don't even understand it over here.
0: We've just found out how to, how to confuse an American. Tell them to convert Fahrenheit <laughs> to Celsius. There you go.
1: You'll you, you, you,
0: you have a laugh. Yep. But um, yes, yeah, so we're pushing about 30 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I don't know, about 500 or something like that. I don't know. But it's really uncomfortable. It's the British heat, David. This yeah. is the thing. If you come over to everyone I talk to who's um, that I speak to abroad, I've got a lot of friends that work, uh, live in different countries. They're like 25 degrees, that's nothing. That's nothing. I'm like, no, you don't understand. 20, <laughs> 25 degrees in the UK is basically like 70 degrees in other countries. That's so uncomfortable. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. You, your water boils at 100, right, and freezes at zero. Makes no sense whatsoever.
0: <laughs> it does. It's easy to follow. This is, we could go on to this. We could literally start off a massive 32 period.
1: 32 and... Yeah, thirty two and two twelve, that's what I deal with. But I just
0: know it. I just know it. So you know that's it that's it. But David, I've I've been dying to get you on as soon as you got in touch with this sort of thing. Your team got in touch with is about um the subject we're we'll gonna be having a chat about. I am so excited to have this. This is right up my street. I love all this sort Good. of like kind of old school, like kind of history and kind of I wouldn't say a conspiracy, but like kind of myths and all that sort of stuff. Um but you're you're yeah. right knee deep into it, aren't you?
1: Yeah, well, I am, and it's it's you know it's interesting when I when I waded into these waters, I had no idea that um, many people hold views. Uh, that they are more married to than their political views than, you know, than their religious views. I mean, that people believe very certain things. So, um, you know, you come in and you say this, or you say that and you're going to find there's camps. And, and I was just shocked at, at, at how much passion there is. It, it's a wonderfully fun topic. I mean, Atlantis, right. And ancient civilizations and all of that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a very passionate space.
0: It is. it's, it's, it's I did a little bit of research on this myself, actually, because I said, right, I'm going to have, I've got like an expert on it. I need to do a little bit of research. I know of it, but I said, right, I'll get into it. I mean, if people are listening, they don't know much about Atlantis and what it's all about. It's it's literally, it really came from back in, God knows, back in ancient Greece, am I right? Uh, Was it Plato, was the one that really kind of talked more about it? But what really fascinated me about that is that the story he did, he kind of stopped. He didn't really finish it, did he?
1: Well, you talk about conspiracy theories. Did did he finish it, and it's just not available to us, or um, oh, what was oh, yeah. it not finished? Because it it stops. It's almost it'd be like watching Star Wars, and then uh, you know Luke Skywalker fires the torpedoes at the Death Star and it stops. It's like, well, what happened? We, we just got to the good part. Nice. Um, and we'll, where it stops, um, King Atlas is about ready to give a big old speech. And the speech is going to tie everything together and kind of explain, you know, you know, kind of um, uh, what's been going on. And, and you're right, just to, to get into it real quick. So the, the only historical source we have um, for Atlantis is Plato. Uh, yep. If you hear anything else. Um, it's not what they call a primary source. So people wrote about it all throughout history, but they were all pretty much basing it on his account. Now there are other hints of it, which is one of the things I, I call out in the in the um, you know in the book and in the work that I did. Uh, but you get but everything starts with Plato, um, and he he wrote uh, Timaeus and Critias, uh, which are the two dialogues that specifically mentioned Atlantis. And then he have other other dialogues like Laws and stuff um, where he mentions. You know, next time, we, next time the world gets wiped out, maybe we should put a government together this way or that way or, um, you know, kind of stuff. But yeah, but yeah. Plato is the place to start um, and then you can kind of work your way out from there, uh, you know, uh, academically, I guess. Although academically. Academics don't like this topic.
0: But the thing is, is the, 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 I think it's is really strange the way they when they discuss it about Plato. He he, he doesn't really kind of he, well, he de- doesn't really describe himself as what he says is real. He describes it as like a, it it kind of dabbles in the fiction. Is it is it real? Is it not real? It's up to you to decide. And it's it's pretty funny. He, he kind of trolled us before he, even trolling was a thing.
1: Well, you know, to get to get into that, that that's interesting. I, I think you know we live in a world we have we have this term misinformation, and so I hate to use a term like that associated with this. Let's call it gobbledygook and crap. How about that? How about crap? <laughs> there's that. a bunch of crap. That. Yeah, that um, that is laid on. When I when I open the conversation on this, what I tell people is, look, first off, it, Atlantis, it's been beaten to death. It's absolutely been beaten to death. You can go find anything you want about it. You, you, there are books written that says Atlantis was at the moon. Right or Atlantis is the feelings that you have as you make friends through life, and it's it's just absolute nonsense. It had nothing to do with Plato. Yeah. Um, what he did, he he wrote he 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 wrote down. Here's what he said. So, so Plato does a couple things. Um, sometimes because what so this, who was Plato? Let's start with that. Um, mm-hmm. He was a uh, ancient Greek um, pseudo. I'm going to call him a, a historical philosopher. Uh, he wouldn't have thought he was either of those terms. Today we view him as a philosopher, um, and but that's not what he thought he was doing. What, what he was trying to do was was capture things about his society and rationalize them and try to make sense of them. Um, but also from a history standpoint, he actually recorded conversations. So you, you get into other historians, and they kind of tell you what happened, um, and, and they might dialogue out, you know, a great speech by a great leader before, you know, rah rah, when to go, uh, fight the Persians or whatever. But Plato tried to capture dialogues of his primary teacher, Socrates. Who these are names that that, um, that we all know. And Plato does some interesting things. So he's he's very upfront. So in some dialogues, he says, like the Republic, which is one of his more famous ones. He has an allegory called the Cave, and he says stuff like, "Okay, I'm trying to explain." this what they, these forms to you and the way i'm looking at stuff so imagine if you were in a cave and imagine this and imagine that but that's not what he says about atlantis he's, he's actually meticulous and this is some of the the misinformation or whatever term you want the crap whatever term you want to use is what he actually says is this guy critias um has a uh, document written document from his great great Grandfather, or it might be great, great, great grandfather Solon, um, who went to Egypt in 600 BC and sat with the priests and talked about all kinds of stuff. And Solon's famous. We know he's a real historical character. He was one of the early Greek um, politicians. And then they started talking about this this ancient civilization. What what the Egyptians were trying to explain to Solon was that you Greeks, you're kind of you know you're kind of arrogant people at this point. You think a lot of yourselves, but you have no idea. You actually used to be a lot better. And, and you know, then it goes into the story, and the story is that um, this Atlantis group of people kind of took over and invaded parts of Europe, parts of Libya, um, and uh, Egypt, and the only ones to stop them were the, these ancient Greeks. Now, history—you know—we're back like nine thousand BC is when this story takes place. So, you know, if we had an academic with us, we would now have to spend four years arguing if these folks were even greeks that doesn't matter <laughs> it's, it, it, it is what it is um but so solon wrote it down and this guy critias read it and committed it to memory And this is how when greeks when they were young this is how they learned. you know you had the epic poems the Iliad, the odyssey um you, you had you had writings things that were written down and then you learned right the, the thought behind it and kind of all of that so and plato tells us he says this we believe i believe well, he didn't say, I believe. Critias says this is a true story, and all the people in the dialogue say we agree. Um, right now, many historians are saying Plato was so clever and so smart that, um, and so advanced that he said that because he meant exactly the opposite. And, and one of the things I say in the book is look, we got to deal with we, we got to believe him, right? Yeah. We, we if, if he says it's true, we'll assume it's true. If he says it's an allegory, we'll assume it's an allegory um so again you got to you got to put all that aside i think and then kind of go back and look at which is what i do in the book and then kind of start from the beginning and say what does he say and can we verify it and that's kind of what i've done in Atlantis Solved in this book
0: right okay so it's like how would you i mean you go through all this sort of kind of research and all that sort of stuff you've had countless and countless and countless people trying to kind of say different theories and different sort of like kind of Depictions of where it is and uh, uh, how about how it became underwater? Is it underwater or then it was underground? Is it before Troy? Is it after Troy? Is Troy real? And it goes all this sort of kind of. It, it seems like a, a little bit of like a, a hornet's nest full of information. I mean, what was your sort of like kind of understanding of that? Where did you start, and how did you really get to grips with everything really?
1: Yeah. So what I did, so so my background, I have a doctorate in engineering. I've got multiple master's degrees. I'm, I'm an engineer at a company called Geospace Labs. So I kind of, I know what we would call today uh, methodologies and you know, all the bullshit way that engineers and stuff, you know, get 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 stuff done. And um, I was watching YouTube. You and I, we talked about YouTube before this. Yeah. Uh, and there's this guy, Jimmy Corsetti, and he has this channel called Bright Insight. And in 2018, uh, and he's an ex-U.S. Army vet. In 2018, he found this thing called the Rishat Structure, which is in Mauritania, which just sounds cool, by the way. It does um, sound cool. Which is in West Africa. It's in the yeah, it's in the middle of the Sahara Desert, basically. Um, and when you look at it, he looked at it, and he's like, he, and he's not a historian, but he's like, that looks like Atlantis. Because when you look at it, it it's got exactly what we, we think of when we walk into it. It's got a center island, and then it's got two concentric rings of land and water. So it's like, okay, well, it's the only place on the planet ever in the history of the universe that um, has that configuration in, in a meaningful way that isn't a story, right? We can actually see it. Uh, so then, nice, I and then, but there's all kinds of, you know, again, there's all kinds of noise on top of that. And then there's a counter group. I mentioned there were, there were groups, you know, in, in the U.S., we have um, Democrats and Republicans politically. Yeah. Uh, in Atlantis, we have we have the Rishat structure, which is also called the Eye of the Sahara. We have that camp. And then we have the, the Azor Island camp, and the Azor Islands are a really nice set of islands kind of directly, not quite halfway between Europe and the U.S., almost straight out from the Strait of Gibraltar. So what happens is one of these camps will come up with a neat way of looking at it, and the other camp will then come in and try and destroy and, and, and poo-poo it and squash it and mush yeah. it down and all of that. Uh, so I kind of found, I, I stumbled into all of this, and I'm like, well, I, I like this topic. Look, I watch Ancient Aliens, you know, I mean, I, I, I dig podcast, like walk the line. You know, I I like this stuff. Um, so I'm like, let me see if I, let me see if I can figure it out. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a genius, but I'm not a dumb guy. Um, so, and I said, I, I mentioned Atlantis has been beaten to death. I started like everyone else. You start reading, what do people tell you? What do they tell you? What do they tell you? And the first thing you discover is it can be anything you want it to be. And you can find someone who will pat you on the head and tell you that's what it is. Um, (laughs) so yeah, no, they will. It, it, but so, so, you push all that aside and, and you say, "Look, Let, let's do it for real." So, what, what's the source? Because I didn't even really know that Plato was the only source. He's the mm-hmm. only primary source for this thing. Now, that's used as a criticism too, by the way, because they say, "Well, if this was such a big deal, why doesn't other people talk about it?" So I'm like, "Okay, fair enough." So make, let's look at what Plato said, and then let's come up with what I'm going to call requirements, right? Okay. And then, and a lot of what he gives us are measurements. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. Um, let's look at the measurements. And then when we come up with, with our, you know, assumptions or rules or whatever, the rules are, we can't assume that Plato's an idiot or, or making stuff up. Can't assume the Greeks were idiots. We can't assume the Egyptians were idiots. We can't assume the Ottomans were idiots. Yeah. Um, and let's take it all at face value and, and see, see what happens. And, and I went in to say, can I verify the Azor islands? Or this Rishat structure, because those were, and I did a poll on Reddit. I, I asked, I got like, I got pretty good, like eleven hundred people responded in one of the alternate history forums. And I said, wow. "What do y'all, what, 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 what do you think Atlantis is?" And there was like six things they thought it was. And I said, "Okay, of these six, everyone vote." And by far, it was uh, the Rishat structure. The Sahara was one, and then about ten percent behind it was the Azor Islands. So I said, "Let's look. Let's go in systemically and systematically and look." and that's
0: what i get wow so <laughs> this is it's, it's probably the best way really to do it sort of thing it, it's such an it's such an engineering mind and such an engineering sort of like way of doing things it's so systematic and it, i would say it's probably the best way of doing it to be quite honest with you just to get that sort of like kind of ticking all the boxes looking at it from an outside point of view sort of thing and then just looking at the facts and just seeing it from like the outside in it's uh it's it, i would yeah, I was going to say it's probably the best way to do it.
1: Yeah, well, you you have to; otherwise, you wind up in Harry Potter land. <laughs> is, you, you can be very entertained. You can have a lot of fun. You can read a lot of good stories. You can choose to believe this or that, but you don't really know, right? Yeah. So, so what I so I went through I went through Plato, and I do the end of the book. I'm meticulous about this. I, I pull everywhere in the dialogues out. He mentions this thing, and I list all those out, so a person can read those. And then I go through each one, and anywhere there's a measurement or something that could be verified, I pull that out, identify it. Um, and then once we have all those, I organize them, and then I said, Here are our requirements. So, and we've got a couple things to deal with. We're dealing with a translated document, right? Where I'm, I'm I speak English, um, you kind of speak English sometimes, sometimes uh, so.
0: depends how many drinks I've had,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, it wasn't written in English, it was written in uh you know, a, a pre-Greek or Greek language. Um, so we've got that to deal with. And then inside the translation, we've got some measurements. Uh, and so we have to figure all that stuff out. And I won't go into all the details here, but in the book I'm meticulous. about how do you figure that out? So they use this thing called a stadia, um, which is 607 feet. Okay. Right. Now, that which is the Alexandrian measure. And, and then and I've, I've had every argument you can on this purposely because I want to, I got to test my theory. And so many people say, well, you can't know that Plato knew the Alexandrian measure. And it's like, well, of course he did. That. People don't know this, but Alexander, Plato died in like 340 BC and Alexander was, was born like 12 years before that. So they didn't know each other necessarily, although Aristotle, who was Plato's student, then taught Alexander the Great. But we're, we're, we're in a period where we can trust if they say, you know, if they say, what's it, what was that crazy thing you use Celsius, something like that? Celsius, if they say yeah, what the, Celsius the, is.
0: The proper measurement, so, yep. Yeah.
1: I think that's a drink, um, but uh, yeah. But, but so so anyway, so I said, okay, let's just take this as as a hard, cold fact, and let's say let's say it is six hundred seven feet. Let's see what he says, and then so you go through, and there's like twenty measurements you got to meet, um, and it's some cool stuff. Like um, one of the things he says is a center island with rings around it. Okay, well, which do we have that in the Azores, or do we have that in this Rishat thing? What well, we have it on the Rishat thing, we don't we don't have it in the Azores. Um, he says there's a city. There's a continent, and then there's a kingdom, and he actually goes into great detail um, right. around the kingdom. He says there are there are nine provinces, and each province, and that's what he calls them, provinces. Each province is run by the um, uh, by a set of f- five twins. So there's King was Atlas that, who runs a city. Was this get, was
0: this obviously the theory? Just to kind of jump in, is this the theory? Like they're uh, related to kind of Poseidon sort of thing. Is this the coming from that sort of thing? If that's like well, it's
1: funny. Bring, Poseidon's actually mentioned in Poseidon's mentioned in this thing. Because um, and I won't go into. So pres- yeah.
0: yeah, i was just going to say just because what of uh, the, the research I've been doing is obviously you mentioned the provinces and it's the the twins and it's they're, they're all kinda they're like kinda de- they're, I don't know if they're the I think they're the sons of Poseidon or something to do with him. He was the one that who made them, and um, it was yeah. they, they they had a pact together that none of them would invade each other and if anyone did become like some sort of like a a wronging uh they'd all band together and kick kick the shit out of them sort of thing and then you mentioned obviously uh, atlas there was like the 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 main guy he was like he brought atlantis that would be into atlantis as the best of the whole lot of them sort of thing and uh even was it i'm I'm sure that i'm sure I'm, i'm just basically showing off now. And even just said that Atlantis was like the pinnacle and the, the utopia of the world at the time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Everything you said factually is actually accurate. What's Wait. in the dialogue? There wasn't, there wasn't too much, you know, there was a little bit of self-aggrandizing. But so for example, one of the things he says is the eldest of the fifth, fifth set of twins uh, is named Azores. Um, and he runs the diving islands. So I'm like, whoa, jeez, okay, shit. Um, I'm trying to figure out if Azores is Atlantis. Well, no, it doesn't fit in any way, but he tells us it's not. He gives us the name for it. And and phonetically, there's like I said, there's nine um, uh, provinces mentioned. I've lined about four of them up, where I think I can phonetically figure out where they are right Um, but you mentioned you mentioned poseidon because it's it's poseidon's mentioned in this and and it said that the 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 city that the structure that the city was on was made by poseidon and i think it says in a day and a night don't but i'm not i'm not positive about that but poseidon liked the daughter of somebody um and uh he made this thing and one of the arguments against this rishat structure thing is it's probably naturally formed to which my argument, my back has always been, well, unless you're telling me Poseidon's this guy going around digging holes. <laughs> Poseidon's like, you know, the god of the water, he, and he's actually the god of of kind of our plane, land, and the sea, and volcanoes, and all that stuff, which is what they think this oh, okay. thing how it originally formed. Yeah, but yeah, it says Poseidon is the one who did all the, He made the geography for it, basically, is what is what Plato right. tells us, and that's in Critias. Yeah. So, hey. um, so yeah, so you look at this and what, like, like, and it's just, let me give you some basic, some basic rundowns. So, um, it says that, uh, it has mountains in the North and it opens to the South. Well, this Rishat thing has mountains to the North and it opens to the South. Um, it says that it's on a gently sloping plane, um, of, uh, 3000 stadia, right. And it, g- and it gently slopes to the sea. Okay. Well, you go look at uh, the map on Google Earth of Mauritania, and then you measure how far this Rishat thing is from the sea. It, it's like not close, it could that, and that comes out to 350 miles.
0: Where's Mauritania uh, now right miles now? Where is
1: a unit of measure.
0: Whereabouts is Mauritania? West Africa. West Africa, West Africa. Right, okay.
1: Um, yeah, basically, it's the Sahara Desert. Is so, oh, so is
0: that that's um, what you're kind of looking at is like the whole Sahara sort of thing is what you're looking at right now,
1: yeah? But it's, right. it's too if you look at Africa. Um, you know, got the west side and kind of curves around. Maybe it looks like a nose a little bit. It, mm-hmm. It's that piece right in the middle. Um, yep. If you zoom in at all in Africa on a map, you, you'll see it right there. Um, but yeah, not, right now it's 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 inhospitable. You know, it, it's, there's not much there. Uh, there's some coastal things that go on. Um, and by the way, since we're talking about a time period, Plato tells us exactly the time. It says it's 9600 BC. So then you have to also establish things like, well, could anyone even live in this stupid thing? Um, even if, if this is Atlantis, you know, does, does the time line up? And, of course, the time does line up because 9,600 is exactly the end of this thing called the Younger Dryas, which is basically yeah. what we would call the end of the last ice age, right? Um, so, so, you know, this is where you have to start saying how much of this is a coincidence, right? And, and I go through, and the number we come out with, this thing matches what Plato said, 99.32%. Um, And the only place it was off a little bit is it's supposed to have hot and warm or hot and cold running springs, which is geologically possible, but the springs are not hot and cold right now. And then the measurement to the center island includes a port and it's supposed to be 50 stadia. And depending on how you measure it, it can be 50 stadia, but also could be just a hair longer. So I took a little bit off for that, but that's it. Otherwise, all those 20 criteria, which I'm happy to go through all of them, um, they line up. And it's just, it's, it's astounding how much they line up. But that's not the end of the story. Because one of the rules that you brought up, um, which I was smart enough to think before you told me, was we can't just rely on Plato. We've got to find some corroborating of pieces of information, right? Otherwise, it's just Plato. So there's another guy, uh, ancient Greek, called Herodotus. Um, he uh, wrote yeah. the history. He's, he's, yeah, he's considered one of the first trying-to-be-legitimate historians. Um, so the question is, all right, well, if, if they knew about this Atlantis thing, does, does he mention it at all? And so, you know, the, the, the typical way to go look is you go, you find, you go to some MIT website or whatever, you find the text and you start searching for Atlantis and stuff and and nothing comes up. So I was like, all right, well, that's a bummer. Um, so then I searched for Atlas, uh, and by the way, the, the mountains to the north, the north on the Northern coast of um, Africa are called the Atlas mountains. So we, we know Atlas was the king of, uh, Atlantis. And then very close, we have Atlas Mountain. So the names, right, they're starting to lock in.
0: And what It's all uh, starting to come together, really. When you say it like that, it really kind of comes together. You're putting the pieces together, what you're finding, which is pretty interesting, really, isn't it?
1: It it goes on. And it gets gets to the point where it's like you get chills. Um, But so... uh, Herodotus, he actually does mit, mention Atlanteans, uh, but he spells it, right now we spell it like, I, I'm not going to be able to spell it the, on the fly, but it's like E-A-N, Atlantean, like that. He spells it with an I or something like that. So I was like, right. oh, shit, okay. So he mentions Atlanteans and um, Atlantarians, Okay. And he says they're in Libya, which is uh, um, to the uh, north and east, it, it is if if you would, if this thing were to get wiped out, it's where it's where you would go if you just look at a map. Um, and they they extend extend from Libya to the Atlas Mountains. And he said, and this Herodotus, and he says uh, these the Atlanteans are really weird. Um, they don't they refuse to write down their history or their name. They curse the sun. Um, they won't eat meat. They only eat uh, vegetables, uh, and um, they don't drink. So oh, wow. it's like, okay, that's a pretty weird people. And then the question is, well, why are they cursing the sun? Well, if you go back to what event might have wiped this thing out, you get into something from the sky. Um, and of course, that, and the other thing is, if, if the, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but two, two, there's something called earth crust displacement, which, is not a favorable theory right now. But let's say a big comet hit the ocean or let's say that the ice caps got too heavy because this is an ice age and they shifted a little bit, right? Well, if they shifted, the land moves with them and that can create tsunamis and all that kind of stuff. So it would look like the sun was doing weird stuff. So you've got these Atlanteans who exist and they continue to curse the sun. Okay, okay. that, that That's a legitimate piece of corroboration, but that's not enough. So I'm like, we need something visual. So there's this Ottoman um, navigator named uh, Piri Riaz. And I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, <laughs> and he's from the 1500s. And um, uh, he commissioned a very famous map. And this map has been in the limelight since like 1995. This guy, Graham Hancock, put it in his book, Fingerprints of the Gods. Now, the big contention with this map is it is, bele- it is said to have been based on earlier world maps, some very old. And... All the hoopla about it is the left side of the map seems to show more about the new world, America, South America, the islands, than could have been known by navigators in the 1500s. And then the bottom seems to show the continental shelf as it moves from South America to Antarctica. Um, And you look at it and it sure does now that everything has a critic and some argue that it's just a distorted version of the very bottom of South America, which it could be too. But but it, it, there's enough in the map that, that leads to legitimate confusion and acceptance it was probably based on earlier maps. And then kooks like me start also believe it might have been based on maps during the Ice Age when the water was lower, you know, because then you can see the continental shelves. So I was like, well, okay, did we see Atlantis on this map? <laughs> and I've had a picture of this map like 20 years. I'm like, Whoa, I've stared at it every day. And I looked at it, and I was like, holy shit, the whole friggin' world has been staring at it for, for 500 years, or 600 years. And so if you look at the map on the Africa side, which, which receives no analysis or interest whatsoever, there is a city in the middle of a circle, so it's on an island, surrounded by water, up a river, exactly where this of the Sahara thing is. And in 1500, that's impossible because I mean it's just desert, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's right there. And, and in the book, I go through how you triangulate the map, and because you've got a little bit of work to do with you have to find three points you know what they are because the interior with the what is that longitude or latitude? I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna get it wrong. One you can measure by looking at stars. The other you gotta have a clock, so it's a little <laughs> yeah. off. But anyway, you measure it, and sure enough, there, there, there's a river right where there, there would have been a river. And then there's a picture of an elephant, which Plato tells us uh, there were elephants. Um, there are green mountains on this stupid map, which he tells us there are green mountains. And then there's a, a, a kooky little city <laughs> it, it, surrounded by water in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Well, there you go, right? I mean, wow. it, it, it starts to add up. And then you go back, and then I, I say those 20 measurements. Every measurement he gives us matches this thing perfectly. Um it, it fits a time period where we know the Sahara was green, and we also know that there was a cataclysm exactly when he says. We found mention of it in another independent historian, Greek historian, Herodotus, and we found it on a map made by the Ottomans 1,500 years later based on early source maps that seemed to show uh, the continental shelves of where the water would have been during the Ice Age. How, if, if this isn't, and the thing I say in the book is, since Atlantis can be anything are people going to be able to accept that it actually is just something it's just one thing i mean here it is it 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 can't if if it, if this isn't it it can't be found it, it's just nonsense um but it lines up so perfectly what are the odds right what, what are the odds that all of this would line up exactly i've, I've stunned you
0: oh yeah you still there there david you're all right here yeah? you still there can you hear me okay I,
1: I can hear you i can see you can you not hear me
0: yeah, not. You know, you know, just as, as I just went a little bit crazy there. So, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? That you just you kind of cut out from my side a little bit for about thirty seconds, sort of thing. So you kind of rewind about thirty seconds and go into. I know you were in a groove there. I do apologize. It was just. Uh, I'm not sure. I, well, I was in the groove, out. and
1: that was my that was my big finish. I was, <laughs> I'm glad, that was like it. <laughs> basically, what I said. And I'm watching the little lines on this thing. I think you got the audio when you get pull the recording down. But I, I just basically said, we've got. This independent map from the Ottomans based on earlier source maps 1500 years later. Yeah. We've got Herodotus and then we've got Plato, and everything matches 100 or 99.32%. And everything that Plato said, if we accept it as true and he told us it was true, it matches it perfectly. Um, and for things like the Azores and, and these other places, he mentions them. He says, yeah, it is part of the kingdom of Atlanta. I mean, it, it's a province. So yeah. it, it all fits. Um, to, and to me, it's interesting because I'm super excited. In in my mind, I believe right that I found it, but it's also a little disappointing. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah, there, there it is. It's cool, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, so that's that's pretty much, and all this is detailed in the Atlantis Saul book.
0: Fantastic, that's amazing. I mean, I think uh, well, obviously, you say it's run about the kind of the uh, the like African side of things, and I think a lot of people um, think that it's they don't see what Africa was back in like the ancient times as well going back to like the ancient Greeks because I think uh, they've been forgotten about because obviously because of what Africa is today sort of thing you know there's a lot of poverty there there's a lot but they don't realise the the amount of history that's there when we talk about like the ancient Greeks and the Egyptians they always forget that obviously you had Ethiopia as well which is a hugely hugely cultural city as well a country as well and you had the majority of North Africa was exactly the same and they do really forget that they were really involved in the ancient side of stuff as well so it kind of ties into it a little bit when you're when you were talking there about having africa as a main point with the sahara and all that sort of stuff and it's it's pretty pretty interesting when you say stuff like that well here's here's the thing you
1: know the, the people that talk about atlantis and people that are, let's, let's say, mainstream academics, it's always viewed as they're in different camps. They don't agree on anything. But if we accept, I, I, I actually, I have the book in the in, um, history of West Africa, ancient history of West Africa, because I'm like, this changes everything about West Africa. But when you look at the DNA evidence, what, what, what's the big, although that's a whole other conversation, but just with DNA, it's all out of Africa, right? People came from Africa. So doesn't it yeah. just make friggin' sense that, that, that there'd be a civilization Of some level, I mean, this isn't nuclear submarines and spaceships and stuff, but but (laughs) what I think they were really good at, as far as I can tell, is they were really good at agriculture. Plato tells us they were really good at agriculture. Um, And then when you go to the Atlas Mountains, you see the remnants of ancient agriculture, and they call it step agriculture. Now, you see it all over the world, um, but it had to originate somewhere. And it, it seems to me that when, when these when these ancient societies get to a point where they're, in, in air quotes, advanced, that agriculture is one of the main things we're talking about. We, we know the Atlanteans weren't very good warriors. They had terrible war tech because they lost to the Greeks of, of 9600 BC, right? They got beaten back. So yeah. that wasn't their forte. Their forte was growing stuff and probably commerce, but it all came from Africa. Um, and uh, we all know that with the current view uh, in science is that we all came from Africa. So it makes sense. I don't know why it's not heralded as fu- we finally solved it. You know We finally solved the world. Now the DNA evidence and, and the historical records all line up. They go back to some appropriate times. W- one of the other things I point out th- th- I don't know if you know this, there has been 23 species of humans on the planet okay. that we know of. And, you know and you know you know how hard rock hard that number is you know when you know when the last new species they found was Go gone in, in may in May so like two months ago so it was 22 have we done this last year I would have said 22 now it's 23. Wow. Dur- during this time period this younger driest 9600 landed the last ice age there was three known species of humans on the planet
0: so what do you mean when you say known? Blowing? Yeah, when you say like known species, I mean, what do you think? Like, obviously, we are like human sort of thing, like Homo sapiens, or that. Well, we, what we, what, what kind of, what's different? What different between the what differentiates these twenty three? Is it a lot? Is it they are they like? What well, you're talking? Okay,
1: have you heard of the Neanderthals? That, that's the that's the classic example. The Neanderthals. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the old school, like the cavemen sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Cavemen. Yeah, yeah, and it goes and it goes back and it goes um, and there's been so there's uh, this is a whole science and history. Unto I'm actually working on a new book where I kind of go through this because I think there's a story here that leads to Atlantis, then leads to Plato, and leads to us. Um, but it's just basic. It, it would be where we're the same species. Well, no, we're we're. I don't even know. I don't know how to phrase it as a scientist. But it'd be like you have dogs, right? So you've got Shih Tzus and you've got German Shepherds and you've got that kind of stuff. They're all dogs, but yeah, but one's a Shih Tzu, one's a German Shepherd, and I believe that the view is it has some to do with. Um, Evolution. Uh, But then there's also the idea of, you know, when we really look at these Neanderthals, they seem to have had music and they, you know, they they seem to be just as organized as we are. They're a little shorter and a little wider, you know, a little stronger, heftier. Um, But somehow we beat them. I don't know how that happened. Uh, but yeah, there's been 23 <laughs> versions of those. I think I think the wow. oldest thing, I think, the, you know, when I grew up, there was nothing called the missing link. We didn't we hadn't found it. Now they have this thing called Lucy. I, I don't know, I don't remember the name of what species she's supposed to be, but she's supposed to be a bridge. This is a couple million, they found her skeleton, it's a couple million years old. Um, and uh, it's supposed to be more of a bridge from like chimpanzees to humans. But here's the other interesting thing, because we always say, you know, chimpanzees and humans are we're part of the same family tree. Well, there's only... there's no fossil record of 23 uh, species of chimpanzee. (laughs) It's just the one. Um, Actually, there might be two, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, it's just kooky. It's kooky. um, And you, you get into lots of things that all point back to Africa. And here we found, that Plato knew about Africa. The Egyptians knew about Africa. We have a tale that aligns now geographically. You can use satellite archaeology that matches damn near 100%, 99% to Africa. It was supposed to be an early civilization. Um, and there it is. I mean, and that's, and that's kind of the book. That's as far as I go in the book. It's like you go through the, you go through the math, and, and here it is. There it is. We got it.
0: So, what do you, what so. We, in your opinion, what do you think happened to it?
1: Well, it says what happened to it. I, I believe what it said. In fact, there's one picture um, that I put on the bottom of the cover of the book. Um, and it, what, it, it, and it, what it is, it looks like a huge tsunami came in um, and then probably took a couple years to kind of drain out. But it just it blew it apart. When you look at the tsunami we just had in um, Japan I forget now, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was. You look at the yeah. magnitude and, you know, it, it's, it's like getting hit with an atomic bomb in, in some cases. Um, oh, and, and Plato actually has this line, which no one talks about, where he's trying to explain all these cataclysms. Um, and here, here's the line. It says, it says, the country the country immediately about the surrounding and surrounding the city was a level plain itself surrounded by mountains, which descended towards the sea. Oh, I'm sorry. That's... Uh, that's the wrong one, sorry. <laughs> it says, the earth had fallen away all around and sunk out of sight. The consequence is that in comparison of what was then, there are remaining only the bones of the wasted body, as they may be called. As in the case of a small island, all the richer and softer parts of the soil having fallen away and the mere skeleton of the land being left. Well, I encourage anyone listening, go go zoom in on this Rishat structure thing in, in Mauritania in West Africa. You can't miss it. And that is... That that is a description we would write today. Of that is exactly what it looks like. It has been blasted down to the bedrock.
0: So I mean, it's like yeah. Obviously, um, you've looked kind of looked into it. You, um, have you had any sort of like kind of uh, feedback from like kind of, like kind of people who are like kind of archaeologists and like kind of scholars and all that sort of stuff, or people who are fascinated? What's what's the feedback? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it? Or David, you're full of shit. You're not that. This is not right. I mean, what's is it? What's the feedback you're getting from everyone?
1: Yeah. So again, because I mentioned we're in camp. So, so um, I'm working on two things. I have a, a, a documentary pitch in with the Discovery Channel to kind of bring some weight to it and actually explore it in that, their two hour um, format. And then as part of that pitch, I went to uh, the University of Florida here. And I've, there was a, one of the professors is a uh, professor of West African history. I'm like, let me get this guy involved. Oh, and yeah. then we had a great conversation up until I said the word until I said Atlantis. And then he won't take my calls and, you know, he's gone. So it, it's tough to get mainstreams involved in this. Um, the, so there's a camp that believes this because they already believe it. Uh, yep. There's a camp that doesn't know and they read it and they're swayed. And then there's the Azor camp that I mentioned, uh, yep. which has a, they have a leader and they have a following and, and they have their reasons why this isn't it. Um, and they're very critical of, of this because they have a different belief uh, that it's this tiny Island in the middle of the Atlantic. So.
0: So it's, it's a bit. Yeah. Do you think it's been? Uh, you mentioned about the professor who's obviously not taking your calls because you mentioned Atlantis. Do you think it's because of? It's been like diluted over the past. Well, it's been like two, two, three hundred years since like everyone decided to jump back on it again. Uh, do you think the the kind of subject's been really kind of diluted to be more fantasy than anything else?
1: Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke subject. It's been beaten to death. Um, and like I said, because. The answer can be the answer has been proposed as anything. I mean, there are people that will argue um, Atlantis was uh, the United States of America, maybe, probably not. You know, or yeah. it was it was Scotland or Ireland because you know this or that <laughs> or you know. And it's like you know, okay, okay, you know, you can argue it, but it's got nothing to do if you actually go back to the source, the primary source material. It's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Um, and if you search for Atlantis, there's probably a headline every. Uh, three, four five years, many of them academics where they got funding um, and they, you know, and, and it'll be every five years Atlantis finally rediscovered Atlantis was Spain, you know, Atlantis was, yeah. um, you know, this or that or so. So it's just noise. It's just noise to them. And there's no since it changes some of the academic view of history. There is no incentive for an academic to embrace it because they they make their money on the current view of history. It's just it's just money. It's, it's, everything's it's money. a product, right? So Atlantis is a product that no one's interested in.
0: Says so no, that is damn Hollywood. Hollywood's ruined it for everyone, is not it? It's a it's a cash cow now. The bastards—they just want to know what it is so they can make a movie on it. Isn't it? Aquaman, yeah, let's go exactly. make it under the sea. You know. <laughs>
1: Yep. 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 Yeah. So they should like they should license my book so I can be a sellout too.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a seller. As long as you're getting paid of bucks <laughs> no of a for it, go for it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean it's it's
0: it's, just, it's such a fascinating subject, David. I love this. It's 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 great. I mean, there's, the the book is the book out now?
1: Well yeah, the book's been out. It's been out for about four months. Yep. Um it's actually getting better feedback than I thought. I was a I was a little nervous, like you said, that People would just come in and slam it, just you know, just to slam it. But that hasn't been the case. Um, the, I, uh, pleasantly, I've been surprised. I've gotten, uh, <laughs> if I didn't know know what I was stepping into. I've had many people that I might consider folks I would cross the street to not walk past, uh-huh. not contact me. <laughs> hats. If you look
0: past my show in my last uh, few episodes, I had one on my show that I actually didn't realize, which I do regret now. So I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about.
1: I know, I know. Look, they're fine; they're good people, but they're really passionate. Um, so I've got that camp, which did surprise me. Uh, then I've got the camp that um, views this as blasphemy because they believe something else. So I've had death threats over the book. Wow! Um, I don't take them. Ser- yeah, and I—I I mean, I—I I even quit answering my phone for a while um, because they start screaming at you. It's just—it's nuts. Um, but you push that—you push when I—you push that aside. The people that actually read it and are interested, just casual readers, very, very positive. Um, matter of fact, the worst review the book has—it was three stars—and the lady wrote, uh, "This guy, he, he basically he couldn't type his way out of a paper bag. He's pretentious, and I don't like reading his work." But 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 yeah, he kind of proved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, the thing is, if you
0: if, if you if you're not pissing someone off, you're not doing your job right. That's the thing, you know. If you don't get any trolls and haters on your uh, book, you're, you're not doing your job right. That's how I see it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just I couldn't believe I had one that was uh, uh, that negative, but actually admitted. Yeah, no, the argument holds up. <laughs> so, it's like,
0: it's such a backhanded compliment, isn't it? It's like, yeah, the guy's a bit. Of, he's, <laughs> I, he, he's just like, yeah, he's, but he's got a good point, no. I don't like him, but he's got a good point. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even think, I don't even think it was a backhanded compliment. I just think it was a backhand. I mean, it was not meant to be nice, but I'm, I'm reading I'm like, I'm like, if that's the worst review this book gets, I'm, I'm happy. I'm fine
0: so that's great that's great so so david what's what's happening next with you what's what's the plan of action for the rest of the year you say you've got uh, other books coming you've got a lot of projects in the pipeline
1: well yeah i've written i've written uh 42 books uh i have uh, a thriller series I know. I have a thriller series. I just the last book just came out like a month ago, um, and I'm starting up a new series. And here, so here's what it, it, it's an interesting question. What I've decided to do, more people read my fiction books than read my nonfiction books. Although I write about yeah. right half and half. So the next book I'm going to see if I can uh, have a hit. I'm taking the Atlantis story and everything that I've deduced here, and I'm plugging it into my fictional thriller world. So I'm going to kind of do a Da Vinci Code. Um, you know, the main characters are running around. There's a nefarious global organization trying to keep the knowledge suppressed, and they discover the pieces, right, um, of the Atlantis story. That way I can make it interesting and compelling, but I'm also trying to get the word out on, you know, what we actually know. Kind of a, you know, I'm like a little a mini-me Dan Brown, I guess would be.
0: I love that ideas. idea. That's such a good idea. That that would be amazing, that. I love that. I'd read that. I'd, and I'm not a big fan of reading, but I would definitely okay. read that, definitely. That sounds right up <laughs> high street. I tell you, just remember yeah. when you get that movie rights, right? Can you, can you get, get get involved get involved with that, definitely?
1: Oh, I'll make sure we put a podcaster in the movie. We have to have that, right?
0: Yeah, I'm up for that. The, Guess the, the
1: conspiracy theorist, yeah, who comes in, you have all the knowledge that no one will listen to you, and at the end, you're proven right.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. Right, David? <laughs> David, it's been an absolute pleasure or uh oh, to have you on. It's been fascinating uh, to obviously describe your findings in the book that you've got, guys. Please go out there and get David's uh, uh um, uh, book. It's, I'll put the link in the comments below. Uh, go and find it and go and read it. I'm, um, um, it's fascinating. If it's anything like this conversation we just had here, you, your mind's gonna be blown. I love that. So, David, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I- All
0: right.